Uh, there's a lot of content this week. A lot of discourse. Um, there's been so much discourse. But before we get into the discourse, yesterday was an important um, international holiday. Uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> the good old, good old Valentine's Day. Yeah, you ask people to be your Valentine. Um, yeah. Did you do, did you, how did you celebrate? Well, um, I, I just, I voted for Bernie. I turned in oh, okay. my voter registration. <laughs> you, <laughs> my, you, my you dropped it, you dropped it into the little envelope at his desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> put, put some heart stickers on there. Right. Very good. Uh, Very good. <laughs> yeah. That's my man. That's what I, I did. did nothing because I have no one to do it with. But um, <laughs> the thing about Valentine's Day is that going on Instagram on Valentine's Day as a single person who's insecure about it is terrible. Because um, it's not just <laughs> not the people that you expect to be posting about, um, you know, their relationships or whatever. People come out of the woodwork, like people who, ha- who post like every quarter come out of the woodwork on Valentine's Day to make a post. It's and it's very, like, oh, thank you. Thank you for your contribution. I think the hardest thing for me about Valentine's Day is having to pretend that I, that I don't just like deeply hate the very super basic dumb things that people do for Valentine's Day when they yeah. like brag to me about their plans. Mm-hmm. And and I just kind of have to have this. I'm going to engage grin. in a very basic show of human decency. <laughs> Congratulations. Cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's just very like, yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> we're just, we're going to go to a restaurant like we do regularly, but it's special this time. The weirdest thing. <laughs> My wife. A, a coworker was talking to me about. They were talking about how expensive flowers were. Everyone was talking about that. Uh, yeah. And I was like, yeah. You got to buy them in advance and and stock them up. I believe that (laughs) you can do that, right? (laughs) Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but the, the problem is that, uh, then they started talking about, well, how do you get like rose petals? Mm. And I was like, well, I don't want, this is edging into a territory (laughs) <laughs> that I don't want to think about uh, with any of you. Um, yeah. Uh, and then they're like, yeah, my, for my honeymoon, like, uh, it was the first night me and my, my wife, you know, spent at our house, our new house. And I was like, cool. Thanks for telling me about this. Let's keep continue this. I would uh, prefer not to let's continue this topic. And, and then, and then he was like, yeah, my, um, I came in and there was like rose petals everywhere, and and I don't know. And my mom and my brother, I guess, like got got these rose petals, and I was like, "Wow, that's so cool! This is exactly what I wanted." And I was like, "Huh? I I I just have never thought like, man, it would be so cool to have rose petals everywhere." Yeah, like. Um- that, that sounds like a mess that I'd have to clean up. <laughs> that doesn't sound like that. It and that would clog like, the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I don't. I just like I don't get it because you've seen it on The Bachelor, uh, you know, 
It's right. it's yeah. cool and you should want that. But it's like there are a lot of things make, they show on TV that don't make a lot of sense in it real life. It doesn't make any sense. Well, and then the weird thing is is he was like yeah, and I was like, oh, let's be careful. You know, like he was he was talking about how he's so grateful for his mom for doing this. And I was what? like, this is this is crossing the threshold of mixing thinking about your mom and boinking. No. Nope. And I don't want no nope. like no. Nope. And I just have nope. to like not make a face as they're telling me about this. You know, you were banned from the server. <laughs> it's just and this is like everyone else in the office was like, yeah, this is a normal thing to think and talk about. Yeah. No, and a way and to think about yeah, things. And you're just over here like I already am eating <laughs> from the trash can all the time. I would prefer He's, not to. It's not. It was not it wouldn't great. work. <laughs> so anyhow, I think what we need to do is we need to raise some awareness um, that that many of us <laughs> singles awareness of, day. Singles yes. awareness. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It sucks. It sucks because you don't want to be that person either. Like you don't want to be a right. whiner. You don't. Yeah. You don't want to be like yucking on everyone's yum about like I like that's cool. I'm, happy well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you're happy. We got him. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. But it does suck. <laughs> it it does. <laughs> so you're just that's I, probably the I worst part is you're that I am suffering. I'm you're just supposed doing to just it in sit silence. there and suffer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not there's it's 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 like a lose 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 situation. Um not fun, wouldn't recommend it. The the only thing the only consolation prizes I have that the, the Whenever I've been in a relationship and it, and I had Valentine's Day when I was in a relationship, those were actually somehow worse. So, oh really? Hmm. There's that. <laughs> there's that. So you have that to look forward to. You know what? You know what every woman wants for Valentine's Day, Aaron? Um, no. Gabagool. Hmm. <laughs> give me some of that capicol. We're 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 raising awareness for the gabagool. Gabagool. Yeah. We just wanted to, we just really are looking to start raising awareness so more and more. I, I heard at the Oscars, um, this really powerful moment where... Really important they, to they, raise awareness. They talked about how important it was to raise awareness. And you know, it really clicked with me that like... You know what really, we're doing right now? Raising awareness. We're raising awareness of raising awareness. Wow. I know. I know. Wow. I, I, I know, wow. buddy. <laughs> so you, <laughs> I mean, that's Webster's dictionary defines awareness <laughs> as. <laughs> now I'm not okay. allowed to read this. You're not allowed to read this. So I want you to guess. Um, uh-huh. I'm going to read this article, and then at some point I'm going to ask you to guess who do you think it's talking about. It can't be done. You're crazy. <laughs> Oh, you're right. On to the next segment. <laughs> no, uh, so this is this is our reading series. Um, <laughs> this is an article in Vox entitled "It's Time for Hillary to Say I'm with Her," and you're probably, I mean, you're probably thinking already. You're like, okay, got an idea. <clears throat> uh-huh. So, um, as a trailblazing woman in public life, a lot has been asked of former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton in the past four decades. She's been forced to play the role of supportive wife and smile through humiliation. She's been held to a higher standard than most men in office, enduring marathon sessions in front of hostile congressional panels for dubious reasons. Uh, uh, Through all the indignities that come with being a woman in politics, she's put her principles and party first. Okay. 
It's understandable that Clinton might have had enough. But if she believes what she's been saying about Senator Bernie Sanders, she needs to convince herself she's wrong. Instead of attacking Sanders, as personally satisfying as that might be, she needs to be bigger. She needs to stand with... All right, give me your guess. Um... Uh, man, I'm just going to I'm just going to go crazy. I'm going to go for uh Marianne Williamson. <laughs> she needs to stand with Senator Amy Klobuchar. Excuse me. <laughs> Clinton needs to stop complaining about Sanders and endorse the woman who can beat him and Trump. So so this article Bro. was um uh bait for me because I assumed foolishly that it would be about <laughs> elizabeth warren but no it's about the candidate uh who's like doing even worse than elizabeth warren so kind of maybe i don't know the poll polling is weird but I mean, yeah that's um yeah great um definitely burn or or hillary should get behind amy klobuchar uh it says this there's a section head here that says klobuchar would be a strong candidate if people knew her <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh dear! I, I love these cell phones. Like these people don't even realize. Yeah. <laughs> if only people would like and vote for her, she would be a great candidate. Uh, yeah, well, and Hillary will be the one to provide uh, extra clubmentum <laughs> <laughs> because everyone loves Hillary Clinton. That's why they elected her president when they got the chance. <laughs> That's why it definitely doesn't backfire every time she tries to go out there and besmirch uh, Bernie. Yeah, every it time she's like, oh, help him. none of the people on Capitol Hill like Bernie. Everyone is like, well, I don't like the people on Capitol Hill. So, I mean, transit of property. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, Hillary comes out. And she's like, Bernie's bad. And everyone's like, uh, uh, no, no, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, but um, the Klobuchar discourse was fairly quickly discarded this week in fla favor, in flavor, in favor of Hang. Uh, yeah. Bloomberg, Mike Bloomberg, Bloomberg, who has um, burst onto the scene uh, by virtue of paying a lot of money to be allowed to burst onto the scene. <laughs> Um, and everyone is smitten with him uh, being the new Democratic candidate, uh, despite all evidence to the contrary that he is in any way a Democrat. And so I've I've collected some tweets here. There's one here from this person, um, Katie Stanton, who is a venture capitalist and on the board of Vivendi. Uh, so great. Love Bruh. people who are on corporate boards. Um, yeah. And ex excited to announce the launch of a twenty five million dollar seed stage firm. Yes. Uh, yes. And she has love uh, to love to stage my seeds. Right. She's done all of the work here. She's um come up with what Bloomberg's cabinet will look like. So it's Mike Bloomberg, Amy Klobuchar's VP, Education uh -huh. Cory Booker, Justice Kamala Harris, Treasury Mitt Romney, State <laughs> Marie Yovanovitch. Okay. <laughs> interior Tom Steyer. To be fair, I feel like Tom Steyer. Yeah, he uh, he could do interior, I guess. Um, yeah, I bet he's got a really good design eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the different... That's no. the GSA, I think. No. Whoops! <laughs> wow. Uh, Health and Human Services, Liz Warren, Labor, Andrew Yang, HUD, Julian Castro. Uh, well, you know, the last time he did that, it would just went very well, so... Yeah. You know. um, 
ambassador to the UN, Pete Buttigieg. Notably missing here is like defense or homeland security, but whatever. But also this is just a terrible <laughs> people. People got in her into her mentions to say this is a very dumb list. And then she um, got mad at them all because they were all Bernie bros, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they so were great. doing hate crimes at her. Yeah. Um, then they? we have uh, Greg Meeks, who I believe is a representative, a Democratic representative, who uh, last year um, said Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat. I want a Democrat to be my representative president of the United States. I wouldn't allow a Republican to run as a Democrat. Guess who he endorsed? <laughs> I give you one guess. Bike, Bike Mloomberg? Uh, yep. <laughs> I, <laughs> I hate that you can't spoonerize his name because it just sounds like you're saying his name in his accent. I know, yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like Mike you're saying Bloomberg. his name with a snotty nose. I'm voting for Bank Bloomberg. Um, and then um, these people, man, they're so they're so awful. How do they? Oh my gosh! Well, uh, it it keeps coming because uh, oh, no. there's Better more. Than anybody else? Um, Lauren L. Walker, who is a great Twitter follow, she's at llw902, has um, screenshotted um, some segments or um quotes from a column by thomas friedman in the new york times in which he in, is entitled paging michael bloomberg and uh <laughs> who pages uh, is he a doctor you know, he's is basically this, is making the, making the scenario, case in this scenario is he is he are they in some sort of office what i, I guess I so yeah um Right. Um, he says, um, so who is the right Democratic candidate? Well, for starters, I will tell you who it is not. It is not Bernie Sanders. On which planet in Thank the Milky you. Way galaxy is an avowed socialist who wants to take away the private health care coverage of some 150 million Americans and replace it with a giant untested Medicare for all program, which he'd also extend to illegal immigrants going to defeat the Trump machine this year? Everybody loves I will say that health insurance industry. I have an answer to that question. Uh, the planet in the Milky Way galaxy where that will happen is the planet Earth. Um, Ooh, thank you. We got Asked him. and answered. Um, but, uh, you know, he says um, basically the Democrats should endorse Bloomberg. And then the kicker is at the end. Disclosure. disclosure Bloomberg Philanthropies has donated to Planet <laughs> Word, the museum my wife is building in Washington to promote reading Excuse and literacy. Me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse uh, me. What? He's just bought off everyone. It's kind of amazing. It's kind of cool. Somebody, somebody, please, um, roll roll up a or uh, what do you you GitHub a um you you start a a big wiki. Oh um, yeah, of everyone just, he's bought off. Yeah, we just need a Bloomberg wiki of right. everyone listing everyone he's bought off, so that when uh the people take power we know we know who to throw onto a a rocket ship to space but uh, of course <clears throat> as bloomberg has become popular people have been starting to do oppo research and of course one of the things that came out was this tape or interview of him um frankly being racist in discussing stop and frisk doing a whole and, lot of racism and this he, um he was this like, earned him what this the earned hell him kind in, of country is this where i can only hate a man if he's white <laughs> <laughs> dang he um he earned an unpaid endorsement uh, as a result oh, of this um, from Richard easy. Spencer, a oh. literal, literal neo-Nazi 
who um who posted uh the video of the interview and said if you define your outlook with terms like race realism or express concern over demographics then i must ask unironically is mike bloomberg not your man and then he continued to tweet for a bit so that's great the the white nationalists they love bloomberg and i'm sure you definitely want to be on the same side as they are uh (laughs) yeah clearly clearly but uh no bloomberg's bad that's about Um, it right that's it no, there's more. Um, oh. <laughs> as we record, uh, news is currently breaking from a Washington Post story about his sexist behavior. Um, he uh, berated female employees who got pregnant um, and berated someone who had trouble fighting a nanny, saying, it's an effing baby. All you need is some black who doesn't speak, have to speak English to rescue it from a burning building. Uh, so that's great. Um, he's bad. He's real bad. Um, uh, however, um, <sighs> someone uh, in the Atlantic, John McWhorter, who is a yeah. contributing writer at the Atlantic, has said, um, Bloomberg flunks the wokeness test. Stop and frisk was awful. But to disqualify the former New York mayor from the presidency on that basis is to risk something more destructive, a second term for Trump. And then the, uh, the, the lead here is, is the American left about to prioritize virtue signaling over keeping an unqualified monomaniac from a second term as president? So yeah, just um, uh, replace one racist with one slightly less racist racist. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I had a tweet about this the other day that I think uh, pretty much summed it up. And it was, oh man, I did a lot of tweeting. Uh, you know, just voting for a eugenicist billionaire authoritarian New Yorker to own the repubs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just I mean, a great I think Mike Bloomberg is a Republican. He he literally is a Republican. He endorsed George W. Bush for president. I My don't favorite know thing about all you. this about all this stuff is that um you know these uh all this stuff comes out about Bloomberg and it's like new breaking leaked documents yeah. leaked thing and it's like stuff that like has been just sitting on the internet for like five to ten years right it just hasn't been relevant until now yeah but everyone's acting like this is new or they're breaking something but it's like no everyone knew this guy's a cretin yeah um but he just was a billionaire so none of you cared but it's okay (laughs) he's just paying people to uh shill for him and whitewash or erase history um regarding his background and he has a lot of money so he will continue to do it Vote blue no matter who. So if he wins, he wins, you know? Yeah. Fair yeah, is fair. I fully support him. Uh, you know, he's like my third choice or whatever. Um, Andrew, I've, I've discovered a very new opportunity in, in business. Um, reading well, this you know, article. I'm very from... excited about new business ventures. Cause I did <clears throat> just launch a $25 million seed fund. Um, <laughs> nice. Love to fund seeds. You know, Speaking of seed funds, <laughs> this oh, is uh, very nice. This you, is you have your own seed fund, but it's rather per- less problematic. Purpurea, <laughs> uh, it's a perennial, beautiful purple wildflower and well known for medicinal herb with numerous uses. Now, mm. when you plant these ones, uh, you're gonna want to do eight to ten inch spacing, uh, just to keep that in mind. <laughs> All right, I've also, I've also got buckwheat. Seeds. Uh, so this is a new new service. Slumlords is a service. I read this article from Wired UK uh, 
titled, I stumbled across a huge Airbnb scam that's taking over London. Oh, great. So this author goes to an Airbnb and he realizes that the place doesn't match the place in his photo. But of course. The, he basically walks into an, a, a building that's like been turned into hotel rooms, essentially. Right, like instead of apartments as normal, <laughs> it's just rented out as Airbnbs now. Yeah, and uh, he realizes that there's this huge, it's it's all these fake accounts and fake reviews, and all the pictures are just the pictures of a single place like mirrored and <laughs> inverted and things like that, but there's not, it's just a picture of one room, and everyone they show up, it's just when you show up, they give you the next cleanest room, like the, mm. the okay, this room's open, so put them in there. Right. Um. Hmm. But, uh. <laughs> to squeeze every penny out of these inner city gold mines, scammers have started outsourcing property managed to ill-equipped call centers in the Philippines. The scammers call it, quote unquote, systemizing oh, great. the process of grabbing you know as I many apartments it. as possible. I call it a race to the bottom. <laughs> it's just crazy that what it is, is they're just basically finding a more efficient way to be slumlords. Liberalism. <laughs> I just every time some liberal or you know conservative person talks about the wonders of capitalism, and they always go on I like, like things like Airbnb and Uber and Lyft wouldn't yeah. have happened without capitalism. Airbnb and I'm like, gives Bro. you choice. <laughs> this is not good. I don't He's, think you have the facilities for that big man. It's very bad. So. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. If basically, don't be careful. Yeah. <laughs> double check. <laughs> double check. check that. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, it, in other news, we we uh, wanted to just follow up and talk about the current Bernard discourse. <laughs> There's a lot... There's a lot going on in the Bernard yes. discourse. You join us on Meet the Press. <laughs> uh, and it turns out the press is mostly dumb. More like Meet Depressed. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we got four, four sections here. Section the first, <laughs> the continuing narrative of Bernie bros. We got into this last week. Um, yeah, and I thought that we had thoroughly it. debunked it and thus no one was going to keep talking about it. But It's like they didn't listen to our show, man. Instead, they've doubled down, which they should also know not to do. Again, people <sighs> do not listen to the show. It's uh, breaking and, Andrew's you know, first law. You were banned from the server. Exactly. Um, they continue to push the Bernie bro narrative. Um, of course, they they say, oh, all of Bernie's supporters are a bunch of angry white men, which is reductionist um, because Bernie's supporters are not angry white men. It's a vast coalition of people who mostly aren't on Twitter. Um, it's also wrong. Um, and, uh, a lot of it is pundits who, um, will tweet something that's usually blatantly incorrect. And then when people flood their mentions to tell them that they posted something blatantly incorrect, they become indignant that someone dared to criticize them. It's just these people whose whole life <clears throat> they are either in their apartment, their office, the whole foods or their gym. And so their only their only insight into the outside world is is, uh, is Twitter is Twitter and, and guys they do not <laughs> you are not allowed to criticize them. It is important that you know that your station in life prevents you from criticizing them. 
Right. It's very we, important for you. We to were talking understand. about this throughout the week is that a lot of this is just a way to silence um, dissent. That's really what it is. It's like, oh, no, listen, you're below me uh, and you don't get to complain. Like, you know, respect because your elders kind to of them, thing. To them, any disagreement or any argument is an attack. They always call it it's, a, it's an violence. attack. It's <laughs> violence. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God, gosh, you got a blue check mark. Okay. <laughs> right. So you're Carl Bayer, who is a uh, writer for Jacobin, has been um, cataloging some of these things. Um, there was a, um, Warren supporter who alleged that Sanders paid surrogates were harassing people. And he basically asked her, um, who exactly is doing this? And, uh, she basically was like, oh, I'm not going to do the research for you. You can figure it out on your own. And then he was like, but you know, extraordinary (laughs) claims require extraordinary evidence kind of thing. Um, and she ended up directing him to, uh, Nina Turner, who is, uh, is she one of the co-chairs uh, who yes. said that Biden b- betrayed black voters? So, okay, you know, that's obviously a heinous attack. Um, <laughs> well, she, you know, she's not really qualified to speak on it, you know. Right, um, exactly. Because she's, you know, uh, oh, wait, no, she's a, she's a black woman. Okay, well. <laughs> then you have uh, Dr. Jason Johnson, who is a um, politician. Jason Johnson! politics and journalism professor and politics editor at The Root, um, who tweeted that it's not random Twitter people. Bernie's actual paid staff routinely harass journalists, organizations, and regular citizens online. Um, And so Matt Brunig retweeted that and said he's referring to people criticizing him for saying that Mike Bloomberg is not an oligarch. It's important to understand that media crybabies really do just think that criticizing them is harassment. And then Brianna Joy Gray, who is Bernie's press secretary, said, I've also noticed he has a much more hostile and patronizing attitude towards the black women who dare to contradict him than others. Speaking of harassment. So then he responds and says, right on time, Brianna, spoken by a paid Sanders staffer who routinely targets black journalists, black women activists and POC organizations like Working Families Party and the Culinary Union with Twitter mobs attempting to deflect again. Which, um, dude, do you not see that you literally just proved her point? I, it, uh, it's it's like these people. I don't know, man. These people. I like feel Brianna bad comes for them out and says, uh, "Yeah, I've been mistreated," and he's like, "He's like, oh, 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 yeah." I, it, it's silly. It's it's very dumb. Um, it feels you know, like you're you're reading this and you're like, "Am I going insane? Am I am I insane?" It is literally am how I, I feel because it, it, it is it is reading it and it's like, what what is going on with these people's brains? <laughs> But it's know. literally that they, I mean, it's, you get people, Nira Tana is probably the best example of this, that she clearly thinks that she's better than the rest of us. And so anyone who criticizes her is just like being incredibly, um, well, intolerably well, rude. What's, what's weird is if you just, if you always just step back and look at these people's material interests, it yeah. becomes apparent why, why they're so unwilling to concede any points and they and they just are fighting tooth and nail because like their material interests are wrapped up in bernie failing and in you know somebody by exactly right succeeding like if you look at so like an example is like james carville comes out oh he just comes out popping good old good old snake eyes i loved how he was briefly relevant for like last week (laughs) 
He just he, he just came out, out there and he he's came like, out, I will not tell you that Barnard Sanders is an autobiography. And it's storming like, out of the gate going, everybody must support Michael Bennett. He is our yeah, best hope for the what, future. What, out of all of the people, he chooses to support Michael He said, Bennett. okay, okay. <laughs> so here's what he did. He sat down. He says, okay, Bernie Sanders must be stopped. Uh, there's many candidates that one can choose to support that aren't Bernie Sanders. Whom shall I pick? And he says... I like that Michael Bennett guy, the guy that literally no one else knows exists or likes. <laughs> I love these people were like successful at one point and the, and like well, this, they yeah. could have just stopped and they could have just That's always had that be their legacy. But James instead, Carville could have just continued to be in retirement in Louisiana, but instead he had to, uh, you know, make a you know um cause don't a dust forget stuff. me if it's like these people are like if they forget me then i will disappear like, yeah they just, remember <laughs> remember i ran the last campaign that unseated an incumbent republican it's like, okay thank you <laughs> how long ago was thank that thank you james uh, <laughs> thanks james that but was uh 30 years ago thank you <laughs> the the thing is if you find if you dig you find out that he's on the payroll of palantir Oh, now for those of you who don't know, Palantir is a secretive big data and analytics company whose mm -hmm. tools make up the infrastructure of police departments and ICE and uh, other just real ignoble, gross nice. things. I like uh, <clears throat> the founder of Palantir is a fellow named uh, Peter Thiel. We got him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And uh, hopefully we don't have to tell you why Peter Thiel is problematic. <laughs> Yeah, you uh, can go research that for yourself. But the thing is, yeah, I'm not Palantir, gonna, listen. I'm not going to do the research for you. You can do it yourself. What what what's crazy is what James Carville did is he mm. helped Palantir, uh, basically worked with the city of New Orleans and their police department to do all these these like this invasive data mining and crazy like just end of the world like apocalyptic crap in louisiana yeah, that's great in new orleans a city with a large black population i'm sure that yeah. that wasn't uh, uh yeah that definitely wasn't a factor <laughs> in any way so, so yeah james carville <laughs> bye, bye i like this quote in an interview carville told the verge that he was the impetus for the c collaboration between palantir and new orleans i am the sole driver of that project it was entirely my idea <laughs> james you never ever and jimmy Jim, Jim, come, Jimothy, <laughs> sit down. Oh, he'd love to see it. Never, ever take sole credit for doing something deeply problematic and evil. But it I just will, love when they do it because they face. think it's a good thing. They think like everybody's like, yeah, this rocks. I think and then it was a great years... idea that we use big data to figure out which of the black people we should keep in jail for longer. <laughs> so the other in the, the next the next section, what is this? Section three. Oh, yes. Part the third. Part the third um, in the Bernard Discourse. Yeah. So uh, I have often quoted from uh, Mel Magazine, mostly on non-political issues, um, but we the discourse has been overtaken by politics. And so um, Mel has actually had some good articles. Um, and this one this week was entitled, Socialism Doesn't Mean Living in a Cardboard Box. Subhead, every supposed gotcha for Bernie is dumber than the last. So this is in relation to, I don't know if you saw this, um, someone posted a picture of Bernie in like first class in an airplane um, yeah. this week, and then it was revealed that in fact they took the photo in 2018 and had posted it then and were just reposting it uh, this week, which I'm sure is totally not at all nefarious, 
Um, but also, um, as the article points out, um, Bernie flies a lot and there are lots of pictures of him flying, um, you know, in cattle class, but it turns out Mm -hmm. if you fly a lot, sometimes they upgrade you to first class. And honestly, who wouldn't take that upgrade? I mean, would you, (laughs) Aaron, if given the chance to fly first class, would you, what would you do? Listen, Andrew, my people use every part of the plane. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it's actually really wasteful not to. Yeah, this is the thing. There's a um, a tweet embedded in the article where of um, where someone has says you forgot to add these, and they have um, pictures of all the times that he's been spotted riding in coach class, which is what he does most of the time. I do not begrudge him for occasionally, uh, you know, getting upgraded or upgrading to first class, but it's it's exactly like the Matt Boars comic, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, uh, you say that you are against, you know, the sort of people who take first class and yet you have taken first class. Uh, curious. Oh. I am very intelligent. Curious. I'm very intelligent. Uh. It's just so easy how they, how they, it's like. This is in- the same <laughs> as the people who tried to get AOC because they were like, oh, you say that uh, you value, you know, the Green New Deal and you value low emissions and yet you were seen in a minivan. <laughs> which is the funniest own because it's like a minivan they couldn't yeah. find her in like right a and she was sedan, she was like or... uh it's my aunt's minivan that she's owned for like 15 years <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're not even trying and then this uh, is you well know, this is the thing is this is all that they have well it got better because this week uh uh tuck chod oh uh, yeah wait hang uh, on also... i have something <clears throat> <laughs> He uh, he, Tuck he Chod, compared, moderator of Pete the Mess. He called uh, Bernie's supporters his brown shirt brigade. Oh, that hmm. which is okay. super cool. Uh, what Bernie's that family definitely wasn't murdered that, in the Holocaust. What that demonstrates to me is that he does he just doesn't remember his history correctly. <laughs> Maybe if you want to like, if you want to be proper, you would say that he has a red brigade. Come on. Like if you're going <laughs> to if you're going to make ridiculous there's, accusations uh with historical parallels about Bernie Sanders, at there's least like do actual it historical parallels. At least do it properly. <laughs> They're red brigades. They're not brown shirt brigades. That's Thank you. that's first that's the Italian fascists first of all, not the German fascists, not not the Nazi party. The brown shirts were the Italian fascists. <sighs> It makes my head hurt as someone who who cares about this sort of history. It's just like, oh my god! And these are the people who are on TV because they're nominally smart. Like their whole the whole reason these pundits are are considered pundits is because they're supposed to be smart. Wait, the brown shirts were German. The, oh, that's the right. Black the black shirts were 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 the I- Italians, right? Ah, uh, I guess who can remember. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was black shirt. It was Italian fascism. Ah, I mean, but the gosh, SS look wore at the black logo. shirts, and that's what I'm. Look at the of. logo of the black shirts. Say what you will about fascism. They they had a pretty pretty lit design aesthetic back then. Yeah, well, they got Hugo and, Boss design. And now place. they've gone from this. <laughs> they've gone from basically Hugo Boss to Groiper. Yeah, which it's uh. uh it's a pretty crazy fall from grace. Yeah, man. Do that. Hashtag do better. We regret there. I will say <laughs> that I was thinking black shirts referring to the SS, which did wear black. But you're right. The oh. SA wore brown. Yeah. 
I think that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Either way, yeah, not cool. Uh, either way, um, still incorrect. Again, <laughs> if you're going to... <laughs> the, so co- the, f- the ideologically correct color would be red. Yeah. Thank you. Get your shirt tonight. straight. Get your hashtag. Get your shirt straight. Yeah. Um, iron it out. Oh yes, very good. <laughs> um, final part here. Part the fourth. Yeah. Part uh, the fourth. This is the end of 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 Bernie discourse. I promise. Um, the tweets about how Bernie is doing bad, actually, um, despite all evidence to the contrary. <laughs> wow. Um, we have uh Pete after winning Iowa is almost beating Bernie in a state Bernie won four years ago by twenty two points under any normal standard of assessing the Democratic race. Pete would be called a front runner. Uh, and a front runner is definitely what you call the person who did not come first. <laughs> that and yeah, that's the second place winner is the front. There were runner. some great replies to this. Ashley Feinberg uh, replied, Hillary Clinton hasn't lost a single primary yet. Under any normal standard of assessing the Democratic race, <laughs> Hillary would be called a front runner. <laughs> <laughs> and then Leon, uh, you know, the guy with the like uh, duck avatar says, can you explain a little more, please? I'd like to see the next sentence your acorn brain comes up with. <laughs> uh, but this is funny because you know what's the important context that's missing here uh in new hampshire in 2016 there were two candidates running for the democratic nomination right. and this year there were 800 candidates running for the democratic nomination <laughs> it, it turns right. out that it's it would frankly be here's the thing if bernie had managed to capture the exact proportion of voters this year that he did last year that would be amazing and he would would be be entirely unstoppable yeah like (laughs) no one would even be able like we would be marching into dc and just (laughs) skipping the election is the thing so (laughs) fractions how do they work andrew have you heard of escabiche i have not Mm, i have been i've made yesterday one of the best things i've I've done all month uh, is I, I, I love to get this stuff. They usually serve it at like Mexican restaurants, particularly like taco joints where they'll have like a, a area where that has a bunch of the sauces and condiments and things. Yeah. You put it on your chicken soft tacos. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At the Del Taco. Um, you put it on your Chalupa (laughs) Supreme, uh, they 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 generally have like different hot sauces you got the green sauce you got the red sauce maybe you'll have uh pico de gallo some fire roasted salsa maybe you'll have some guacamole type or avocado sauce and then you'll have some maybe some onions and cilantro mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then radishes is pretty common okay you might you might could have some pickled onions mm-hmm uh, and then you have the glorious fount of all goodness, which is a tub of pickled carrots. Mm. They're, mm. yeah. What do you pickle them in uh, specifically? Oh. <laughs> That's how you say it in Spanish. Ah, zanahoria. 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 You Very pickle, good. so it's pickled in like vinegar, but it's got, okay, um, yeah. it's, it's carrots with jalapenos okay, and okay. onions. Mm. That and does sound usually, good. They're usually kind of like sliced across diagonally a little bit. Um, Julienne. <laughs> well, they're, they're, no, they're, they're like kind of like, you know, if you cut 
directly across the, the you get a round. Right. Yeah. If you like angle your knife, yeah, you get so you this. You do a like, diagonal round or whatever. Yeah, I don't even know what the term for that is. I don't um, know. But uh, you pickle them with uh, like vinegar and whatever, like, and you, there's generally uh, a lot of oregano. Okay. In there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which which adds a good, good flavor, good. but that that stuff is like it's like sweet and salty and sour and spicy. It's like hitting every single one of the flavor receptors. It's like a right. party Ooh, in your mommy. mouth. I can't get enough of it, and so mm-hmm. I'm making huge batches of this stuff. I like. I literally <laughs> ate it for the apocalypse. I, seriously, I ate like you know one of those. Those sort of food service square container like Cambro oh, yeah, things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those bins. <laughs> yeah, I like made one of those, and I've seriously, it's been a day, and I've eaten like half of it. Well, there are certainly worse things that you could be binging. So I, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. I don't know why I didn't make these before because you know I never bought them because they always come in like a little can, like mm. you know, like the size that are like half of a Coke can. Oh, you know what? I bet I've seen those like at the store, but they don't say Escabeche yeah. on them. They just say they, like like carrots and jalapenos well, or whatever. This is the problem with this thing because. It's called something different by everybody. There's like 800 yeah. different names for it. That's probably it. why I don't recognize the, you know, the name. Like Every when time. You, when you sent I, me the picture and I said, what is that? And you said, it's Escobiche. <laughs> and I said, you know, Escobar. <laughs> Escargo. Every time, every time I go to like uh, one of my favorite uh, Mexican places, Cabago. I'll ask for, I'll say like, can I get Escobiche? And they go, huh? And I go, uh, Zanahorias. <laughs> They're like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, the spicy carrots? Huh? Curtido? Oh, like, it's like, but every time so it's a BC. different, it's a different one of those. Like, yeah. I never know which one it is that's going to explain the point to please give me the spicy carrots. Right. Please, please, please bring me the delicious. I'm addicted yes. to that. I'm addicted to recently. I've been having a, I found this like protein powder that's like broth. Huh. So you make okay. like a bone broth, but it has like protein in it. Interesting. Yeah. I mix hmm. that in the morning. It's it's warm and very good. Yeah. Now you I know you're becoming a gym rat. I yes. Um gym uh, rat's so the I, only good kind of rat, unlike Mayor <laughs> Pete. Um, oh that's a We got him. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I was informed that I should uh, get some, you know, sports drink like a Gatorade or a Powerade or a Lucasade, mm. that kind of thing. You know, something with electrolytes and a bit of sugar um, mm-hmm. to help with the recovery. Um, and of course, it is a uh, completely stupid idea to buy the like multi-pack bottles of Gatorade because that's just a lot of wasted plastic. Um, right. So you can get a Gatorade powder. Um, which is what I purchased. It comes in a tin, rather like a sort of like a Swiss Miss hot chocolate tin. Yeah. But the thing that I found interesting is that, um, you know, there are like 8,800 kinds of like the crystal light, um, like little tube powder things, mm-hmm. like all in different flavors. And there's like those Mio, like syrupy dispensary things. Yeah. There is no such variety for like a an electrolyte sports beverage. You get the choice of like three flavors and they all come in a massive tin, which so, is annoying because I kind of would like a single serve sort of powder thing that I can just like have the pre-portioned thing to dump into my, into my as, bottle. 
But as uh, the residential Mio uh, expert, okay, yeah, I I purchase these and I keep like twenty of them in my my drawer at work because mm-hmm. I just I for some they, reason do you, I do they work? Do you like them? I guess you might. Yes, I do like them. They're very good. Um, and they do make sport versions. With, I did see that. Yeah, but it doesn't the, have it. It's sugar free. It has the. Uh, that's the problem. So another thing is that you can make your own Gatorade out of any sort of flavored beverage. Mm. So you could get like a sugar lemonade, right? Mix, and then all you need to add is salt. Uh, and sodium, uh, sodium potat. What was it called? Potassium iodide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. potassium iodide. So that's mm. like mm. that's that's all it is. Well, I've, I've sometimes I make that at home already, for myself. <laughs> what? I said I, mean, I bought it's more the tin work. of powder. Yeah, you bought the tin of powder. Well, if you're looking for something else, uh, I'm just gonna drop a link to a. Oh wait, let me let me go back here um, and grab it in the right way with the the markdown. See, the thing um, is a lot of the craze right now right now seems to be like, oh, um electrolyte beverages that don't have sugar. But but you I, I actually specifically need the sugar to keep yeah. my blood sugar up cuz it's Because you're when you're I'm a human out. hummingbird. <laughs> right. So I exactly. dropped the link uh there. Oh, very good. Apple a day <laughs> is uh now they make Gatorade for horses. Okay. <laughs> because apparently that. since they're they're performance beasts, they right. uh they run out of electrolytes and trace minerals and things too. They they have problems staying hydrated. Mm. So hmm. you can buy just like you can buy a fifteen pound bucket of this stuff wow. for thirty bucks. <laughs> now that's a two hundred and forty day supply for a horse. Yeah. For a human, <laughs> yeah. this could be like a year's supply of electrolytes. And mm. I, I, and I have experimented with this, <laughs> and I only, I only slightly started to m- make like horse sounds and gallop a little bit. But other than that, good, good, yeah, no real side effects. Um, I just can't believe this is something I literally real time follow up. I am seeing on the Gatorade website that they do, in fact, have um, like single serving um, and other flavors of powder. It's just that they must not stock them. You just have to subscribe to the Gatorade subscription service or something. Probably Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Subscribe and save. Subscribe and save to Gatorade. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Powders to see if I can obtain some of it. So we've talked about in the past, if you go back to uh, an episode, Big Dog and the Strivers, it's in season one. Yeah, season one, episode nine. Yeah, we laid we laid out uh, a theory of strivers. This is Andrew's theory of strivers. What are strivers? So a striver is like someone who is like fully bought into the capitalist American dream and they're like a ladder climber, you know, they're super ambitious. They're like the the, you know, they're like trying to make uh good with the boss and all that stuff, working late. Um like the only thing they have on their mind is trying to climb the the class ladder or whatever. 
Their email signatures kind of say something like grind every day or something. Right, exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah. like a Gary V type, like that's an extreme kind of striver, you know, but yeah, they'll have some sort of inspirational That's quote. like this, the shaman of the strivers. Right, yeah. Well, that's like a subgenre of strivers called hustlers, but yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is like R slash R get motivated, whatever people. Right, are. and and so strivers, the the side effect that they have is that they have to make you feel bad because it's important for them that they need to know that they're better than than someone, probably you. Um, yeah, that's I think the way that, that they can perceive that they are that their striving is succeeding. You I know? think strivers, their 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 way of measuring themselves is to know where they stand in the game. Uh, right, it's like a pecking like, order kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's they have to know where they are, and they have to feel like they're above other people. Right. Um, and you see, you start to see this, like when you really think about it, you you start to see people like, oh, they're a striver. That's their thing. Like that's what motivates them. Yeah. Once you sort of know what to look for, you start seeing it in a lot of places or those kinds of people like it becomes clear like oh that's why they're that way or that's that kind of person is there a striver mm -hmm. um, yeah and uh i've been thinking lately and apparently so have uh, a lot of writers about how this applies to um a couple of the candidates most notably municipal peter who i would say mm. is a textbook striver um, yes and there yes. was uh yet again in mail magazine an article entitled why P progressive millennials can't stand pete Buttigieg," um and i put a quote in here that says you know for fellow millennials uh they have a more visceral contempt for pete informed by both their experience of american adulthood and the memory of growing up with peers who embody pete's brand of white collar smarm he's the ruthless climber who wants a promotion at any cost the rat who will sell you out the second you stop being useful to him. He's the guy with opinions that shift according to the room he's in. He did well in debate club because he had the knack for disingenuous rhetoric. For some reason, he prefers to rip up a cinnamon roll and gnaw on the pieces. Um, and in that <laughs> piece, there so are a lot weird. of... It says a lot about a person's, like, control. Like, I've known, I've known a few people with, like, eating disorders. Yeah. And it's something that they did a lot. And, right. and they specifically told me, like, oh, yeah, that's because... It's like a, it's like I have to control my food. Like, like I'm, you know, I'm showing that I'm in charge. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and it's like, you see someone like Mayor Pete doing that and you're like, well. <laughs> right. Um, and there are a lot of very funny embedded tweets from millennials making fun of Mayor Tweet. Ma Mayor Tweet. Mayor Pete <laughs> in that article. Um, but the one I like best was um, this person who tweeted, Pete Buttigieg is like if LinkedIn was a person. <laughs> it's uh, so true. Yeah, I mean, I've described him to coworkers as a walking resume. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's great. We yeah. love it. Um, there's also a Vox article hitting on much the same points. Um, but you extended this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You extended this metaphor to uh, uh, Liz Warren, who you have deemed the Lisa Simpson candidate. Yes. So, so Liz, the, here's the thing. A certain generation of people you kind of can't blame them for being sort of strivers. Right. Um, cause it's like, that was the whole thing they were born into the, they, and, and, and it sort of worked for them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, because they only mm -hmm. had to pay like $10 to go to college. Right. You know? And, and like the system was kind of like rigged in their favor. Um, so 
so I don't know if I would say so much Jesus Striver, but there's this like similar thing where it's like, why do people why do people like this candidate? Why do people yeah. like Mayor Pete? Because they're a striver mm-hmm. and they recognize the striver in him. So they identify with him. Right. So when you criticize him, they see it as a criticism of themselves, right? They mm-hmm. take it personally. And that's that's interesting, like how much of politics is based around that. It's based around this idea that like, oh, they're an avatar for me. They're like a representative of me up there. Right. And exactly, so I, yeah. I see them in context of my everyday life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I suppose makes sense to some degree. Right. But it's interesting I see that play out. So like, I think that for Warren, it's less the Strivers and it's more of the Lisa Simpsons. Mm. It's the people who did well and excelled in school and academics. Mm-hmm. The people who who worked hard to like make sure they're obeying all the rules and do everything right. Yeah. And not it's be failures in comparison to their siblings or you know what I mean? They always they're like a middle child type person. <laughs> right. It is interesting because you are describing me. <laughs> so the question That's is funny. why don't well, you know, why am I not on board here? Yeah, what happened? Uh, I realized that a lot of that mindset is harmful and a lot of the promises that are made to you for like following all the rules and whatever do not get kept. (laughs) Yeah. So it didn't work for you. I think, I think that's the other thing. Like for a lot of these people, the system generally worked for them. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so for those, those who like ran up against the system and it didn't work, they're like, well, hold on a second. (laughs) Yeah. Wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that the, the, the idea for a lot of these people is that they think like if they excel at the system, maybe they can make the system better for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. If I was in charge, I would make the, I would make a better system. Right. But they don't really like see the fundamental problem of the system. Like mm-hmm. there being a system. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and so oh, I, I, I agree with the premise of that is, Actually, that's the difference between me. Uh, you know, that's what made the difference is that I stopped thinking that the system was good and I started questioning the very existence of the system, which you right. absolutely cannot do. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what it is that causes some people to like be able to step back and see those things from like a thousand foot level. Yeah. Um, and for other people to just remain wrapped up in it. Uh, you um, have to take the red pill. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, you know, uh, I was a conservative and I would probably have remained inside that that ideology if it wasn't for the 2008 financial crisis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I know and that's the same thing for my mom. She cites all the time that, like, seeing what happened there, realizing, like, oh, no, all these people are disingenuous liars who don't care about ethics or morality or... uh their ideas of prudence and things like that. It's all baloney. It's all just let's protect the rich people. Mm -hmm. And so once the, once the mask comes off like that and you see, once you see Mickey mouse take his at Disneyland, take his hat, his, his costume off, like you take the head off. Yeah. And you realize that there's, there's like a teenager in there. Right. You can't ever see it the same again. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the thing. It's like once you face a situation where people have to circle the wagons, and you start seeing yeah. who's circling their wagon with who, 
and the battle lines <laughs> are drawn and you're like, interesting. Huh. Yeah. You know, those people who were saying that they're my friend are not over here helping me out. Yeah. I wonder yeah. why that could be. It's a bummer that it has to be that way. And I hope that for some people, who, I mean, and hopefully people who listen to us, you mm. know, would take the opportunity to like step outside and see those things without, without having to have life punch them in the face. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But the good news is that this, uh, <laughs> so far we're on course for life punching everyone in the face. Yeah. So <laughs> we'd love Super to see Super excited about it. <laughs> well, my... I have an ambitious plan, actually, which might appeal okay. to, to, both, to both the Strivers and the Lisa Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm ready. To, to, <laughs> it's a just transition for spreadsheet. For this. It's a just transition for spreadsheet workers. Oh, is this, a, this is like a new plank. Yeah, this is a new plank of This uh, is actually this is a new policy position for us here at the uh, council yeah. at the Institute of the Center for Politics and Society. Right. So like we can't we can't abandon all of the consultant class. We can't abandon right. the professional managerial class. I mean, just the cost of paying them unemployment would be uh backbreak. It would bankrupt the country, I think, because they make so much money for as, some Yeah, reason. as soon but as soon as their spreadsheets become meaningless, what do they do? Right, exactly. Um, and my my plan. Well, is no, that, wait a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's an assumption that their spreadsheets are not already meaningless, but continue. Well, as soon as they are revealed to everyone <laughs> to be meaningless, and the power is taken out of them, mm-hmm. we shall say, um, what what we will we will retain them to do janitorial work. Oh, very good. I think they would well, find a lot. Of, I think they'll find a lot of meaning in that. Yeah, I hit the wrong button. Order! Order! I think they will. You know, I think it's a very diligent uh, uh, task, much like working on spreadsheets that you can really just focus and get into a flow state on. Um, and Tile has rows and columns, much like Excel. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just different rows and columns. Right, exactly. I yeah. Mean, yeah, and you, you know, don't have to worry about a, pivoting. Well, you might have to worry about pivoting table. tables. You might have to pivot table. <laughs> I love that we went to the same show. <laughs> That's it. I'm calling it. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing.